The following Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we are here again with the wonderful Leanna Marie, who is the author of an upcoming book called The Parkinson's Path. And you can also check her out with the complete guide for people with Parkinson's disease and their loved ones, and also the book, Everything You Need to Know About Caregiving for Parkinson's. And I am honored to have Leanna with us again for this hour. And I also encourage all of you to check out her other podcasts on our network. Um, I think she's got a lot of them. Um, And uh, we are just really thrilled to have her back in the fold and uh, sharing her knowledge and her expertise. And so, Leanna, I'm going to take you back again to your own experience, because I think it's really important that we really spend some time on your background. And you had touched, we talked a little bit about being an advocate, and you touched a lot about the family dynamic and, um, you know, just how that worked for you when you were first, when she was first diagnosed and how your role changed. And I would like to just go back to that time. Um, and, uh, you know, I can only imagine what it would be like to hear that diagnosis from the woman that gave you life, right? Um, what was that like for you when that first happened? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's weird when I look back everything, you know, in hindsight, things are Mm -hmm. quite a bit different, but you know, I was honestly, I was in my mid teens at the time when my mom was diagnosed and I had not till that point noticed that there was anything quote unquote wrong with my mom, Mm -hmm. you know? So when she told us she had Parkinson's disease, it was an absolute complete shock, mostly because like I said, we didn't, I didn't notice anything was wrong. And then she pointed out her little tremor that she had in her pinky finger and her left pinky finger. And I was like, oh, somehow she'd been hiding that from us for a few years, actually, up up till that point. Um, And so, you know, that that, you know, initially was shock, I think, um, for me. And as a daughter, I was just not sure what that meant. Right. So sure. And as I've spoke about before, it was. I guess maybe good timing, if you want to say that, that Michael J. Fox had also been diagnosed at that time. So Parkinson's was just recently out into the public more, more to the Mm -hmm. forefront. Mm -hmm. So I I guess there could have been a little bit of comfort in that knowing, okay, well, there's somebody recognizable who has this and he looks all right. You know, like, yeah, you know, again, this is from a 16 year old who's kind of trying to figure out what, what this is going to be. And honestly, we went pretty quickly from shock. At least I went from shock to, we don't have time for Parkinson's. I remember my mom saying that, um, as you know, diseases don't choose the time that they show up necessarily. Exactly. Exactly. You know, my mom was like in the middle of just a really messy divorce with my dad. And Mm. she was just, you know, this is, I, I gotta, I got this, I got this stuff over here, right? Parkinson's, you're going to have to just move over here because I got this to deal with. And so from shock to, okay, you know, let me figure out what I got to figure out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that, that eventually turned into me helping her, um, you know, get some practical information about the disease and like, what is this going to look like, et cetera. Right. Right. Which as a teen is amazing that you did that. Well, Yeah. And here's the other side that I'm reminded of. Yeah. 
I am reminded of the five stages of grief by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Mm-hmm. And you've, I mean, that kind of a diagnosis, I really believe the grief process starts right then because you're dealing with now all of a sudden this shock of my world's going to change. Like you talked about, it gives, brings you a new life, right? Yep. Things are never the same from there forward. It's always right. that. It's the time before thing. Parkinson's and the time right. after Parkinson's. Right, right. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, you had to adjust as at a very young age, mm-hmm. uh, being a teen. Um, What was that like for you? And I can only imagine what was the most hardest part for you? Well, like, you know, looking back on all the years, I would say, you know, the, the biggest, the hardest, like the heart wrenching part Mm -hmm. is watching, I think for anyone watching your loved one, lose the ability uh, to do things uh, for herself and Mm -hmm. uh, to do and then to think, you know, ultimately, she unfortunately, like I said before, succumbed to dementia. So it's that seeing frustration on her face or seeing the disappointment on her face that she can't, you know, let's say at the beginning, it's do up a button. And then, you know, later on, it becomes she can't walk all the time or she can't, you know, garden the way she loved to do or she was a Mm -hmm. big knitter. She couldn't do that much anymore. And again, like not to focus on all the things she lost because there were things that she gained perspective on, um, and then you know, uh, Parkinson's makes you slow down. It just, it literally makes you slow down and then it makes you pause. Okay. What's most important in my life. And, and that piece turned out to be a very, a big blessing for my mom and, mm-hmm. and, and putting the, the most important people at the forefront. And I think that is, is ultimately of her life and getting rid of all the negative and the people that were not helpful, um, out of her life. And so that the hardest part would have been, yeah, seeing her lose the things, but then I always want to switch the the table and say, yeah, but, but then we, we focus, try to focus on what was the thing, you know, again, I try to be hopeful and and looking back and saying, well, there wasn't all bad. Mm -hmm. There was some good Mm -hmm. stuff. And so. Did you understand at the time when all of this was happening at a younger age? Yeah. um, Were you able to talk about death or her fears of, Mm. you know, any of those things? Was that, was that something that was talked about in your family? Was there any, you know what, that's a, that's a really good question. Cause at the time, no, um, certainly I do remember though, my mom coming home from a doctor's appointment and saying, great news. The doctor says I have the quote unquote, good kind of Parkinson's meaning because she had the, the, um, the resting tremor. It meant that she probably was going to have a longer journey with Parkinson's. They could at least say, you know, judging from mm-hmm. this type, again, there's lots of different kinds of Parkinson's right. but from hers that she most likely was going to have a long journey and that it would be 10 to 15 years before she'd probably have to stop her job, which was actually ended up to be accurate. So for us, we weren't necessarily thinking imminent doom right away. No. Um, there was definitely <clears throat> a lot of questions. Um, and in hindsight, I wish I had learned and it's not, it's not my fault, but I wish I had learned more about, or someone had taught us about the non-motor symptoms of Parkinson's because Mm -hmm. honestly, we thought it was tremor, 
you know, like the speech, like various things that everybody knows now are sure. related to Parkinson's, but no one told us that anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. you know, apathy were parts of this disease. And that that's a, re- if you call it a regret, I don't know. And that's but- one of the reasons why I was asking you, because yeah. I can only imagine being at young age as you were, you know, you're just trying to figure all this stuff out on your own. You're not even an yeah. adult yet. Right. Yeah. But there's all this heaviness that's come into your life. Um, you know, and I am certainly, you know, you're operating from a young age and all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're having to care for somebody that's cared for you in mm-hmm. many ways. That mm-hmm. is a very young age to make that shift. Yeah, for sure. And I, and like I said, I think, you know, at the time it was my, if you will, job, I mm-hmm. took on the role of quickly I took on the role of cheerleader, like, all right, mom, we're in this together. We're going to do this, um, this Parkinson's thing. And what do we, you know, what are the ways that I can be, I had a bit of coaching back, you know, I was an athlete. And so Mm -hmm. I looked at it like from a coaching perspective and I was like, as I, you know, in my early twenties and then in mid twenties, that's sort of how I looked at, okay, okay, let's get her hydrated. Right. (laughs) Which actually is a really important (laughs) thing. It's really important in Parkinson's as well. Okay. But I, that's, that was sort of like, okay, I'm going to take care of these practical aspects Mm -hmm. of her disease that I can control, right. That I can help her control. And that's sort of the role I took on initially. Mm -hmm. And so, and and I, I I think it's really important for people to know that cheerleading is really important. Like being the optimist, being, helping them look at the bigger picture Mm -hmm. sometimes can. Well, and especially if she has the despair that she had and the anxiety, she needed someone to pull her out of that, which is good. So what are you most proud of? Well, you know, and I, I don't, sometimes like, okay, like no one, I don't like using the word, but, um, but on the other hand, if I were to toot my own horn, I would say, um, you know, advocating in the end seemed to make, and I don't, not that like end meaning many years of her when she was living in long-term care, she lived in long-term care for eight years Mm -hmm. and it was the advocating and really being present for a lot of those years, um, whether it be at physically at the the home that she was living in or the various different long-term care she was living in, being on the phone or um, what have you, and advocating for the quality of care. Because I mm-hmm. really saw the difference of when we when we were more involved versus when we weren't involved in her care and the level of care she received. And mm-hmm. at the end, uh, you know, my mom was in a home uh, very close to where my her sister, my aunt lived. And, you know, all of us say that, that we did we did the best with what we had. Mm-hmm. And I believe with my heart that my mom, you know, did get the very best care she possibly could have um, in light of like the hand that we were dealt. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that, I am proud of that. I mean, that's um, something that I'd like it's, to think. It's a hard question to answer, I think. Yeah. In many yeah. cases, because, you know, if we all know things later that we probably could have done, right. but we weren't there then. Right. Exactly. And so the idea that you have had the time to reflect on it, there's some things obviously you're going to look back and, you know, from, you know, 10,000 feet and say, you know, I should have done this and I should have done that. But yeah. also no doubt um, your mom has to, we be did the best with, with what we had at the time, with the information that we had at the time yeah. and our knowledge 
and at, yeah, you got to trust that you did the best. And, and absolutely, I do. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so for those of you that are really interested in checking out Liana's work, um, you are available, your books are available on Amazon, I'm assuming, and where else? Oh yeah, for sure. Amazon, you can order them through book, Barnes and Noble, any, any outlet, basically you can order um, the books, but uh living out in the uh, Pacific Northwest in Seattle, we, we seem to be dominated by Amazon. So usually people say, I, I, <laughs> yeah, we I do found you on Amazon, but yeah, that's really where, and, and in this case, uh, I, you know, I, I really recommend the caregiving book for people who um, people who are either, you know, starting out have questions or mid stages of care, care mm-hmm. partnering, caregiving, and that could be a start. Um, and also our Facebook page, um, all about Parkinson's on Facebook. We have a special group, um, that you can get into if you are a care partner or caregiver and, and that really gets into the more details of it's basically hearing from other people that are walking the same Perfect. Uh, journey as you. Perfect. And speaking of caregiving, Miana and I will be right back talking about caregiving for Parkinson's right after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The preceding Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. To learn more about Leanna's story, her books, The Parkinson's Wall of Honor, and more, go to allaboutparkinsons.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 